You are listening to another Always Moto production. The Always Moto Podcast with your host, David Hogan. This show contains information about injuries to riders competing in AMA Supercross, AMA Motocross, MXGP, Ozpro MX, and other international moto events. The information discussed may be unsettling to some listeners. It might be incomplete or based on medical opinions due to riders tending to hide the details of their injuries. We are here to explain the information and increase injury understanding and visibility for the fans. There might be coarse language and the odd stuff up along the way. If any of this offends you, turn us off right now. But I am a physiotherapist and this is episode 31 of the Always Moto podcast. As always, I'm your host, David Hogan, the physiotherapist from Australia. And we're getting a bit more important to saying where we're from in these instances now that World Supercross is about to kick off. Uh, Welcome to the emergency department. As always, this episode will be going through all things injury in moto because hashtag Injuries are a part of moto and it's going to be start coming through again, hopefully not too too busy, but it's going to start happening again with these World Supercross events, I have no doubt, unfortunately. But that's just how it goes. So this week's show, we're going to be touching on a little bit of World Supercross and a little bit of the updates from all the things that have happened this week uh, with the SMX or Super Motocross, terrible name, but all those things that came out from that, um, we'll be touching on a little bit this week. So it should be a short but confusing show, just crossing over in all those SMXs, WSXs, any other SXs. Yeah, yeah you, you get the point. It's a little bit confusing. So as always, this show is brought to you by me. Yes, that's right. It's brought to you by me, Always Moto. I bring you this show and I need you to support to keep this thing going. We need to get our butts over to the AMA or SMX, whatever you want to call it, rounds in 2023. Uh, and some World Supercross rounds in 2023 also. So we need your support. We need you to buy some merch from us. We've got shirts available, uh, always Moto T-shirts available now. They're 25 bucks plus postage and handling. And remember, people, that's Australian dollars. The postage so far, if you're in Australia, it's working out to be about 12 bucks. Uh, if you're international, it's working out to be about 15 to 20 bucks, depending on uh, the country that it's going to. So just keep those prices in mind, people, but get us an email, send an email to alwaysmoto2019 at gmail.com, put t-shirt order in the subject line, and we will get you hooked up with the purchase of that, the payment we are doing through PayPal. Hopefully, you're all hooked up and available to do that. So please support the show so we can get over to some of these events in the 2023 year uh, and bring some more content and get some new insights into the injuries in moto. All right, we're going to have a quick little break here. Then we're going to set up and go straight into the World Supercross uh, talk. Hi, this is Dylan Woodcock, riding for All South CMH Stunt Flying Privateer Team. 
whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Cheers, mate. All right, guys and girls, let's jump into this World Supercross or WSX Championship that is kicking off this weekend uh, in in Cardiff, which I believe is Wales, uh, part of the British area over there. So, uh, and look, just uh, interesting point there, that our little man, uh, little man, our man Dylan Woodcock, I shouldn't say little, that's terrible. Dylan Woodcock, uh, who was just in that break there, uh, he has got a wildcard ride for this one. He's from the, the British area. Uh, he'll be riding that SR Suzuki team bike uh, this weekend in Cardiff in the 250 class. So nice to see him out on track. Hopefully he puts in a good show. Now let's, uh, this little talk about this World Supercross, I'm just going to give you some information that we've uh, come across over the for the event because I, I, there's been not too much information coming out. Obviously, there's been issues with people asking about where the TV coverage is going to be. For those people, we'll, look, we'll try and cover some of this stuff quickly here, but it's going to be a little bit disjointed because the information is generally disjointed about this series so far. This pilot program that they're running this year with the two rounds, it's been a little bit haphazard in sort of the information coming out, getting things sorted out, and obviously it's been a hassle for them to get this set up and going in such a short time frame, and hopefully it just runs smoothly once bikes hit the track. And it can be sheen, sheen, seen as a nice uh, addition to the racing calendar, and we can get obviously a bit bigger, bit bigger, bigger, better promoted, more you know information about things and how it'll work for twenty twenty three. All right, so the Cardiff round it's uh, obviously happening this Saturday, the eighth of October. It's in a place called Principality Stadium in Cardiff, uh, and it's. Look, the the battle is for $250,000 US, um, which will be split over the winners of the event. Um, so a decent amount of prize money on up for grabs, uh, which is nice, and that's part of the attraction of this World Supercross event. Uh, and look, in terms of the racing as such, it's not your usual AMA Supercross format with the 15-minute plus one lap event for 250 or the 20-minute plus one lap for 450 classes. It's going to be a bit different this week. And this is sort of one of those, um, it's not even Triple Crown. It, it's it's sort of Triple Crown, but it's sort of not. It's sort of a take on some of the events that we've seen over here in the Oz Supercross and, and Oz Pro Motocross Championship different times. We don't tend to run the stock standard, you know, 30 plus 2 outdoor nationals and the, and the 20 plus 1 Supercross events. We tend to have these sort of dicky little events with, you know different formats at every sort of round and it's no no set sort of thing for those that remember the uh super x series that we used to have that chad reed was involved with every round seemed to have a different format and that's sort of carrying over to this uh some of those formats that carried over into this world supercross event because it's a similar group that is putting on these events there's different investors but it's the same two guys um generally involved at the top here so for this SX2 class, they're going to have three races across the, the as the main events. There's going to be two races that are six laps or six minutes. It depends on which part of the site you read as to what it will be. I'm, ass- I'm assuming it's going to be six-minute races. There's going to be a five-minute gap between the first two races, which are both six minutes long. And the last race is actually a 10-minute event. So you've got six-minute race, five-minute gap, six-minute race, five-minute gap, 10-minute race, and these are going to give you a three-moto score that you will then, uh, you know, work out the winner of the overall from that. For the World SX class, or I gather it's going to be SX1, but they're calling it WSX class, which is essentially the 450s. It's a little bit different, a little bit longer format, but same idea. 
It is a eight minute or eight lap, again, depending on which part of the site you read. One site's got parts got eight laps, one part's got eight minutes. I guess it's going to be eight minutes, but we'll see on Saturday. So it'll be an eight minute race with a five minute gap, eight minute race with a five minute gap, and the final race will be a 12 minute main event. So these little gaps in between, obviously there's no rest, no time for track prep. It's just a reset of the gate. Uh, just to give the crowd more entertainment, uh, basically to try and pack it in and keep everybody, you know, perky and pepped up in between each race because they're not fatiguing and, and settling for position. They're trying to push all the way through. And look for the wild card race, wild card entrance for this race in being Eli Tomac. He's obviously had a good um, pattern of event of results at these Triple Crown type sort of events from the AMA rounds. So you would have to think that he's going to be pretty high up on the list and enjoying this sort of format, short and sprint, short and perky. But uh, that aspect of it, Eli probably isn't involved, isn't as happy with because he's preferred the slightly longer versions of these events. So maybe a Justin Brayton might be better off in those ones. We'll have to wait and see. But so that's the format for the events. There's obviously the heats beforehand. There's there's not going to be necessarily by the looks of it a last chance qualifier because I don't think there's enough guys to be. Uh, actually qualifying for the events they're only having the 20 uh, riders from the set teams plus the two wild cards per class so that will basically be a full gate across the two heats so the heat races are only going to have 11 riders per heat race which will be a small you know small gate uh, and it'll be a little bit different so everyone's going to qualify essentially for the main events and for the world sx class that 450 class there is a super pole so that will be cool to see have these guys throw down for one lap um, it'll be interesting to see who approaches that um, you know well it'll only be for the top 10 guys from the qualifying races so we'll see who makes it into that and then if that actually you know affects the overall or not be interesting to see if that plays out over any you know any differences into the event all right, what else have we got here? That's about it for the for that information there. Obviously, the track map itself. Um, had a look at the track map. It looks like a regular Supercross track. Um, obviously, track maps can be deceiving uh, and obviously built differently once you get there. But the track map itself looks reasonably good. It's got your usual uh, decent length whoop section. It's got your Supercross triple. It's got a few on-off sections. The one major difference, and this is something that's carried over from the Oz SX um, Open, or however you say that, Oz Open, or whatever it was called back in the day, um, it's got the metal start or finish line jump ramp. So as part of this uh, World SX night program that they have going on, they obviously have some entertainment that's through the evening. They've got some music playing between the main events to separate while they do track work which is good to keep the crowd entertained. They're also going to have freestyle events. Now, that's where they this metal ramp comes in for the finish line jump. Uh, they're going to obviously be sending the freestyle guys off this ramp, using the down ramp of the finish line uh, as part of the, the, the landing area. But so that ramp, they don't want obviously ruts in it for the freestyle guys. So it's now part of the racetrack, which is different. Not a lot of these guys will have um, hit a ramp as such. It's just going to be obviously consistent and a little bit of a different noise when they hit it. Uh, compared to what they would have happen on a dirt track but they'll all adapt pretty quickly but it might be interesting to see if anyone has any issues with that as they're taking off um, you know shouldn't be a problem but that's the one major difference you're going to see on this track whether the time for the lap works out or not who knows but it's probably going to be in that sort of 
45 to a minute range. Um, it looks like a decent floor space for the event. Uh, it's a football or soccer field, uh, so there should be similar sort of space as an NFL field where we see a lot of the AMA events from. So time frame should be fine for in terms of a lap time, but we'll have to see how it plays out on the night and whether they have to cut down uh, any of the any of the obstacles, whether they need to remove things, change things, and that changes the lap times. We'll have to wait and see how it plays out. But the map itself looks reasonably good at this stage. All right, let's have a look into our, you know, our, our preferred area of the sport, uh, which is where we can talk through the injury lists of things coming in. Now, obviously, this being the start of a new series, there's nothing carrying over as such from the previous round of this series. We are having a bunch of guys come from all around the world to compete in this. We've got Italians, French, Australian, US. Um, we are now missing out on our Brazilian uh, guy from Enzo Lo- as in Enzo Lopes. But um, there will be guys from all over the world. So they've all competed at different points recently. Some, as in Eli Tomac, were at Motocross of Nations. Um, Others might not have competed for quite some time. So we're going to go through a couple of riders that we know have had injuries recently that are going to be coming back from those or that were meant to be slated to ride and now aren't that we've heard in the last few days. Now, this information is not perfectly accurate. I've reached out to a few of these teams uh, but we haven't been, obviously, with their travel recently this week. We haven't been able to get an update for them beforehand. And I dare say they're busy setting up bikes and stuff uh, that have all been crated and shipped, so they're having to uncrate at the moment. So maybe we'll hear something tomorrow, but we wanted to get this uh, podcast out as quickly as we could to give you guys some information and get you excited about World Supercross. So from the Pipes Motor Sport Group, originally Brandon Hartraft and Marshall Welton were slated to be on the team. Um, Brandon doing the 450 Marshall, I believe, doing the 250, but that's now had to change. Brandon has had, uh, he had surgery on his lateral ligament contact, uh, complex and his ankle about five to six weeks ago um, as part of an injury from the outdoors, uh, the AMA Outdoor Motocross Series. But he also then had a wedding um, that he was for him uh, in Hawaii in the last sort of two weeks. And I dare say that ankle injury just, didn't have enough time to allow him to get back on the bike and start training. Most surgeries, obviously, surgical procedures, need at least six weeks before you can start retraining on those sorts, on properly training on those. You can do rehab exercises and start regaining range of motion and a little bit of resistance strength, but nothing that's going to actually be replicatable on a motorcycle, so you're not prepared for that. And I dare say his surgeon would have been very... Um, pessimistic about his chances to get back on track for this world supercross when they did this surgery five to six weeks ago but at the time i said it might be a long shot but he could possibly do it and it's been look all these guys have had different injuries at different times and i'm always shocked by some of their recovery rates or return to race time frames it never ceases to amaze how quickly some of these guys can come back from certain injuries but in this instance it hasn't worked out for brandon hartraft so he will miss out for these two rounds. He'll probably be all good to go probably come mid-November, which will be when you'll be getting prepped ready to go for the AMA or what if you want to call it the SMX series for 2023. Um, so he's going to be getting replaced by Justin Starling. Uh, he's joined the uh, Pipes Motorsport Group team. So that's the he's, Starling will be sitting in for Heartraft. In terms of Marshall Welton, we don't have any in information here. Uh, Marshall had some little bumps and stuff towards the end of the outdoor series, but it seemed like he was all set, ready to go for this World Supercross series. As of only the end of September, he'd been posting about it 
on his social media. But then there's been nothing since then. And obviously we've now confirmed that Marshall is sitting out and we believe, uh, if I get this right, yep, Derek Kelly is going to be filling in for him in these two rounds for Pipes Motorsport Group now on the 250 bike. So if we hear more once we get through this round, we'll obviously get some um, press releases from the team after the round about how things went. We'll see if there's anything in there about why Marshall wasn't able to attend. We have reached out to Marshall as well, but haven't had a response from him in the last few days. Moving on to the next team that we have a known injury recovery from. It's the CDR Yamaha team. It's the Craig Dack Racing team from Australia. They're joined into this World Supercross program. One of their main riders in the 450 or World SX class is Luke Clout. Now, he was the 2021 Ospro Motocross champ. He also was the runner-up in our last Supercross series to Justin Brayton, which I can't remember exactly what year that was now after all this COVID um, crap, but... Uh, Luke was actually leading the motocross series this year uh, but had a crash back in about April and he had a spiral fracture of his tib fib and then put him out of the series for the motocross series over here in Australia. Now he has been back on the bike for about eight weeks training preparing for this world supercross series so he should be well and good but this will be his first race back since April Uh, so we'll have to see how he goes. I would expect him to be just a tick off his best given this recovery uh, but there's no reason that he can't be fit and healthy for these two rounds uh, he, he's had plenty of time he's had all his surgeries done there's nothing wrong there now uh, just be interesting to see how he goes at this first weekend if he's if he's straight up to pace or if he you know if he needs a round to get back into the racing side of things all right and then in club mx yamaha uh, there's two riders here that we're going to quickly touch on so just some information and an update. Obviously, Phil Nicoletti is riding the 250 bike for this series, uh, but he's coming back from an injury as well. So if you remember from our previous shows a few months back, um, Phil originally broke his arm, uh, his ulna, back in April in at the Atlanta Supercross. Uh, he was on the comeback path for outdoors, but then about 10 weeks ago, he, during his... Um, during his preparation to get back on on track for the races midway through the season, he re-broke that arm and he had to restart the recovery again. So he has now been back on the bike maybe four weeks, probably probably three-ish um, preparing for this, but I dare say he's probably a little underdone for this preparation. So we'll have to see how he goes, but he is going to be on track this week at Cardiff as well. But it's just interesting to see that he's made this recovery and he has got back in time. It's just whether he's fully fit, fully race prepped as he would have liked to have been, which he probably isn't quite at that point, but he's capable of racing, so he's here, ready to go. Another rider that is not going to be on track but was meant to be originally is Enzo Lopes. The Brazilian uh, has had some arm issues this year uh, through AMA Supercross and into the motocross series. He At the end of Salt Lake City for the end of the AMA Supercross, he took the option to get some surgery done in his homeland of Brazil to correct some issues he's had with his arm. Now, we're not 100% sure exactly what that was that he needed to get done, but unfortunately then Enzo managed to get a secondary infection after that surgery, which slowed the recovery process down, and it and it took him some more time, so he missed out pretty much the outdoor series. He was able to turn up and race for Motocross of Nations, but he did have some bike issues there that made him sit out um, the Sunday aspects of these of the event. 
But then if you are able to translate his uh, most recent social media post, it's confirmed that he is actually sitting out for this World Supercross Series because of some ongoing issues with his injuries and he wanted to just make sure that he was 100% fit when the um, American Series kicked back in in January. So interesting that the note there, just he's not going to be there as he was originally planned. So I believe now we have Grant Harland um, and Cade Clayson on the 450 for the Club MX Yamaha and Phil Nicoletti... And I can't recall who the other one is for that team at this point. Hold on two seconds and we'll get that stuff happening here. Uh, Riders for the teams for the 250s. And we'll have... uh, Jace Owen. Sorry, Jace. I forgot that you were the one there on the 250 for the Club MX guys. All right. So... That's the information we have for injuries coming into the event. We'll have to see what happens on during the event, if there's any new injuries that occur. And then I'm interested to see from this World Supercross event, obviously with this team program, they have 10 teams, two riders per class per team. What happens to these guys, if to these teams and that, if they have an injury, do they have a backup plan? Are they able to fill in that quickly? Obviously in this pilot series within two rounds, they might not refill those gates, but given that they're so low on numbers at the beginning because they don't have the ability just to take the next qualifying guy, you know, if they have a 40 or 50 entries, they only have the set teams as per their, their schedule and their, their website that who have, who have agreed to be the team and is a signed rider. I wonder what will happen if they will bring somebody in or if they will just leave that for this year and then what the plan would be for the following years when they've got five or ten or more rounds if they'll have a backup rider to fill in because they're going to start having teams championships as well, not just individual championship outcomes. They'll be focusing on the team results. So losing a rider would be a big deficit to overcome. So we'll have to see how this plays out with injuries. Obviously, we have a lot of injuries in Supercross, generally speaking. Hopefully, this is not the case for these two rounds and these guys can get through all fit and healthy. But in the future years of this version of World Supercross, it'll be interesting to see what they do when they do have longer series and they do get some injuries as to whether they fill in or not. All right, we'll touch on now, obviously being an Australian, it's interesting to have a few Aussies in this series. So the notable Aussies on track this weekend are going to be obviously Chad Reed making his return from retirement with the MDK KTM guys there and Mountain Motorsports. We're going to have Luke Clout, as we spoke about earlier. Luke's going to be back on board with the CDR Yamaha in the 450 class. We're going to have Aaron Tanti also with CDR Yamaha. He's going to be in the 250 class. We've got Wilson Todd with that Yareev Konsky's Honda group there. Uh, he's going to be in the 250 class. And then we've got Matt Moss. He is going to be with the Bud Kawasaki team. Now, interesting enough, all of these guys, Chad obviously being, you know, two-time AMH um, Supercross champ. Luke Clout is a Aussie motocross champ. Aaron Tanney is the current Australian motocross champ for the 450 class. Wilson Todd is the current 250 motocross champ. And Matt Moss is obviously well-versed in Australian championships in both Supercross and motocross uh, and has also ridden AMA rounds um, with different teams over there. He was on Rockstar Makita Suzuki at one point uh, with Ryan Dungey. So, look, these guys have plenty of experience and plenty of backing. It's just whether they can match it with these world championship-level guys and AMA-level guys. So keen to see how these guys go this weekend. They'll all be on track again at round two in Melbourne. But when we come to Melbourne, we're going to have um, a bunch of Aussies as the wild cards that this round. So it'd be cool to see. I think we've got Kyle Webster. We're going to have Brett Metcalf. 
uh, and there's two other guys that are going to be filling in. But we'll talk a bit more about those. Oh, Nathan Crawford's one. We'll talk a bit more about those guys uh, when we do the preview for round two. And hopefully we'll have some more information about how they're progressing, ready for to ready to go for these for that that round in Melbourne. All right, now bit of a quick chat. Will I be at these rounds? No, unfortunately not. Um, I'm still kind of waiting. It's been interesting. Obviously, with all this stuff getting set up, they put out a request for media passes uh, between the beginning of September to about the 23rd of September. Uh, and I don't think anybody's got any response from that. So I, I obviously wasn't going to Cardiff, um, not able to. My crash recently has prevented me from being able to fly anyway in recent time. Um, still getting checked out to make sure my pulmonary embolism has disappeared. So hopefully that's all getting cleared up uh, in the next couple of weeks, confirmed about whether I'm able to do flying and all that sort of stuff. We'll have to wait and see. I don't think I'm going to make it to the Melbourne event either at this stage. That's That review um, with some medical stuff for me is actually happening very close to that point. So we're not sure how that will work out, but we'll see. There might be a last-minute effort to get down there, but we'll work that out. But it, it's also those things are then going to – my medical situation from my crash is also affecting me getting over to those early American rounds at this point in time too, which is a bit of a bummer. I had I had plans to go to do that until I crashed and then that's going to throw those out of, out of whack. I'm having having more surgery in December, so we'll keep, keep an update on where that gets to be. But we'll work something out for later in the series and that SMX series when we can get over there and, and see if we can – join in and get some new content going when we're there in person for a change. Um, it'd be nice to actually meet some of these people in, in person, not just on the phone, and, and build some more content for us for our listeners here on the Always Motor podcast. All right, let's take a quick break from this World Supercross talk and we'll come back and have a quick uh, look over some of that SMX stuff that's happened earlier this week. Hey, I'm Luke Neese, riding for the SGB Honda team, and you're listening to the Always Moto podcast. All right, guys and girls, we're back. We're just going to quickly touch on some of that Super Motocross um, press release stuff that's happened earlier this week. Um, just wanted to make sure we touched on it as part of this podcast, things as it happened this week. Obviously, that SMX Super Motocross name is terrible. <laughs> Everybody knows it. It's horrible, but it, I guess that's what happens when you join Supercross and Motocross into the one series. You just smush the names together. So hopefully they come up with something better in the next year or so, but this is what we've got to deal with for now. So they're going to have, obviously, these uh, two series combined. They're going to have a playoff series now, which is new to the world of Motocross and Supercross and Super Motocross. <laughs> But so yeah, playoff series is going to be interesting. They're going to have a three-round playoff series at the end of the of the championships. The points for both series are going to count to get into qualifying for this new playoff version. Not everybody qualifies. Uh, there's a different criteria for that, which was a bit complex, and we're not going to go into too much here. But we're going to now have a total of 31 races across the year for 20 guys in each class that can potentially compete in which is going to just increase the racing, you know, the fatigue factor for these guys across the year. The year is also, for next year at least, for 2023, is going to be quite long. It's going to obviously start in January and it's going to finish in mid-October, which is a quite a long season, unfortunately. And then obviously if there's guys going to motocross of nations, it's going to be slightly longer again, which is obviously only for three guys uh, from the from the American teams, three guys from the US teams, and then potentially a couple others. But still... It means that there's a lot more racing, longer period of time, less downtime for these guys in this next year at least. But they do have a plan to shorten it up and finish by the end of September 
in 2024, but that's 2024. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Now, these uh, other aspects of this is that there will be um, different ways to get through to it, um, but we, in terms of qualifying, there's it's. I will touch, and I mentioned I wasn't going to, they're going to have obviously the top 20 qualify through, but they've got some criteria in terms of one-off race winners to get in um, to make sure they get obviously all the top billing know fan biggest fan based riders into the events so it'll be interesting to see how it works out this next year everyone seems super excited about it at the press releases from all the videos that we've been able to see but there's a couple of aspects to it for me that will will be interested to see how it plays out that might be different now that there is the two series combined with an overall points um points series for the one big race uh 31 races and also where the money lies now that the prize money has gone up for it. So from my interesting point of view from the media in the injury aspect, I'm curious as to whether this will play a different approach to when riders return from injury. Obviously in years past, when a rider goes out midway through Supercross and they might only have a small or a minor injury, it can tend to lead to that rider just basically sitting out the rest of Supercross to start preparing for motocross. But given now that these series are combined and you're obviously trying to get to the playoff side of the series and make a lot more money in that playoff aspect, is it now worth that rider not just sitting out until the end of Supercross to start motocross, but to actually get back on track during Supercross to build more points to qualify in a better position to make more money in that playoff area? Don't know if that will impact these guys' decisions, but I'm interested to see if it actually starts getting riders to come back from the injury at the actual time that they're ready to come back rather than just sitting out another four or whatever weeks it works out till, t- until the series ends and then they would be in full in motocross prep. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. The other aspect is will the additional races see either a high number of injuries in the latter part of the season um, you know that then begin to affect that next season or next year of that smx series or will there be a tamer approach to the year-long series where guys tend to pace themselves through each round um, to put a bigger and then maybe put a bigger push in those last three rounds where the additional money will now sit for them so will will these guys um you know Potentially, because they're going to have these more races at the end and the races at the end of the series are going to be more money, will they push heaps harder then and have an injury and then bugger themselves for the following, you know, in this instance, if they crashed in 2023 playoff time that and they have a decent injury, is that then going to affect them actually getting in to qualify at all for the 2024 playoff time because they're going to miss a chunk of the beginning of the 2024 Super Motocross Series? Don't know. Or will they then, in fact, actually just take a modified approach across the whole Supercross Motocross series with an aim to just get into a decent qualifying position for the Super Motocross series? And, and look, that might be the play for some of these guys from fifth back in the series because they might not be in contention for either of the championships and they might realise this early on. And then would they then just play that sensible mid-range game there, staying in that 5 to 10 range across all of the races without pushing themselves and then have a crack at the super motocross rounds when maybe other guys have gone out of the series and, and are injured and then they get a chance to get you know more prize money in those final three rounds. 
I'm curious as to whether any of this if impacts any of their thought process or if they all just take the same approach as they always have to their preseason prep and then their during season training and their you know race by race approach. Are they all just still going hell for leather, trying to win each race they can, or are they taking a modified version and trying to get their bodies through? You know, a, it's now going to be a ten month um, season for them, which is ridiculous. It's a long time. Um, most other sports think think uh, NFL or or, or in Australian uh, NRL. It's a three to four month season. It doesn't go that long. It's over and done with really quickly, and these guys are back. You know, able to recover from anything. So, will this uh, will this change in the combi- combining of the series make an impact in what these guys consider is their training approach, their race approach, and their recovery approach? We'll have to wait and see. All right, guys, that's pretty much it for that Super Motocross talk. I just wanted to touch on whether that aspect of injury, you know, planning for the season has anything to do with what happens next year. We'll have to wait and see. But it's been a short show this week, which is kind of good. But we wanted to get something out to you guys for this World Supercross series. We didn't think there was too many podcasts coming out for this at this stage because not too much people had too much information. And obviously, we didn't have much either. But we wanted to put something out to get you guys a little bit excited about the Super World Supercross events that's happening in Cardiff on Saturday. Now, just a reminder, if you want to check it out and watch it, um, to go to the WSX.TV website and that will give you your regions ability what the options are for you to view the uh, race on the weekend so go to that wsx.tv site and you can work out for yourself how to best watch it for you um, and that will get you you know hopefully get you in and up to date and be able to stay watching the races for these two rounds here in cardiff and melbourne Um, but if you miss out on it uh, hopefully come back to the podcast for the always motor podcast next week and we'll give you an update on what happened and talk injuries and talk results and give you that World Supercross vibe and see where how it all plays out. But thanks for listening, guys and girls. Uh, don't forget to send us in your T-shirt orders so we can get some of those things purchased and get some, uh, hopefully, some money towards getting to some of these events in 2023. Um, remember to stay up to date on our social media pages. Search Always Moto and then follow and subscribe. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast feed. It's important so you can get that next episode without missing out. Uh, It also helps us. It builds that uh, algorithm in the background. Also, if your podcast allows, leave us a rating, leave some feedback on it, tell them it's good, put a five-star, whatever the rating system is, make sure it's high. It will help these things show up in your feed more often and we'll get more listeners and more content and grow this Always Moto podcast. Don't forget to check out our written articles over on fullnoise.com.au. We won't have one this week for the start of the season for WSX, but we'll probably try and get something out for the between rounds. So check that out there on fullnoise.com.au. Plus all our other content, our product reviews, our past emergency department articles from the AMA series. Check it out. It's all there. It's a good site. It's awesome. You've got some really good reading over there. But that's it for another show, guys and girls. Remember, you've got to be smooth to be fast because if you're not, I'll probably be seeing you right here in the emergency department. Thanks for listening.